Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services podcast studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson. And on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about preventing frozen pipes. Let's go. That's that's what the button's for. And so, you know, you guys walking in and pushing the button prematurely, like kind of, <laughs> you know, stole my moment. I've been there's been this reveal with every group on the show because, you know, we used to sit there and and just be in silence and kind of dance around. But now we just watched you do the little. That's right. That's right. And 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 you never knew in your head what the music was. And even though I tried to bump chick bump chick, uh, uh, uh. It doesn't do it justice. It's not the same as that. But now we got that is awesome. I agree. In the house is a podcast about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating and air conditioning. Each week I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative and hopefully bring you some value. I've got Scott and Dwayne with me today. They're managers over the plumbing service department at any hour services. Uh, And I want to get back into this, Dwayne, because we were were having a talk. We were talking about we were doing a mic check and we were giving birthdays. And it turns out Dwayne grew up in what he called the hippie era. And uh, and I thought it was interesting because you were saying that your your friends used to sit around. Everybody wanted to, wanted to be the Beatles or be like the Beatles. Be like the Beatles. I and mean, so, that was the thing. The Beatle haircut coming down longer. Beatles had these black pointy shoes. Everybody wanted the, the black pointy shoes. And we'd just sit around on the porch and everybody had their guitars and things and the drumsticks and, and just sit around and used to try to come up with names of the band. That's what I wanted to get to. I want to hear some of these names of bands. Like there has to be one that stuck out to you. That's well, like, yeah, oh, that the only the one that I can really remember was the Pete's, the Pete's, the Pete's. And it was Paul, Eddie, Tim, and Eddie. We had two Eddie's. And so they came up with the Pete's. I wasn't Paul. I was a little bit younger, uh-huh. but I was the younger brother you know sitting out on the port not i was the oldest sure. in my family but one of the other brothers was my age and they'd always make us fight they'd get us <laughs> mad at each other and we'd fight and they'd sit there they were like three years older and abused us pretty hard but so the pete but the pete's no one was named peter <laughs> no pete's in the pete's no pete's in the do Pete. you remember the origin like how they came up with the pete's <laughs> well they just sat there well what's our names you know and and things i mean they would just sit there for hours coming Eddie, up with how about names. the pete's <laughs> <laughs> no idea no idea hmm. so i i had a band in um or i was part of a band in high school and our name was midnight run nice, nice. we weren't running moonshine no but we were we were playing guitars and drums and piano and stuff like that we where was to, this at it was louisiana. louisiana yeah we would uh we performed at uh, the church dances gotcha That's we only had cool. two songs <laughs> So, a slow one and a fast one. Yeah, there you go. Actually, I I don't know that we did have a slow one. I think that they were both fast because they were fun to play. But uh, but yeah, then they would they would have the turntables and and they would be playing CDs and different songs and things. But then that was the only gig we could book because <laughs> we knew a guy. Anyway, but that was that was fun time. So um, I'm wondering. Uh, I was going to, I'll save it for when, when Ricky's around, but that's, that's a cool story. But today's podcast, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about preventing frozen pipes and you know, this it's winter time right now and the weather's starting to turn. And whenever I think about weather getting really cold, my mind goes to frozen pipes and I'm not sure if it's because, uh, you know, of doing the podcast or me doing, um, 
service announcements on social being like, hey, the weather's coming. Make sure you do these things to prevent frozen pipes. Um, I'm not sure why my mind automatically goes there, but um, do we get a lot of calls for frozen pipes in the winter? Yeah, we do. It's a reality, or you know, especially in here in Utah. T- oh, temperatures do get cold. Uh, pipes do freeze. There's definitely a huge demand for that during the winter months. Absolutely. So, so why are frozen? So, what's the big deal about a frozen pipe? It seems like you know, if I think about like maybe when I'm get a piece of ice stuck in my straw and I just can't get the the liquid through because it's plugged with a piece of ice. Like I when my naivete like a pipe freezes like cool we'll just let it thaw and we'll be all right you know you might just not have water at that spigot for a while so explain to me why a frozen pipe is so bad yeah i mean that would be the best case scenario is that you just can't get water for a minute and eventually it works its way through like it would through a straw but unfortunately the materials and and things that the water flow through uh, when when water freezes it expands and the material isn't really designed to expand with that and so, as you can imagine, if it's if it can't move and the ice does, you can imagine the the drama that can happen if it bursts. Water's going to come out somewhere, right? And I, I think of like if you put like a a can of pop or like a bottle of water or a jug of milk in the freezer, it never stays the same size because that liquid is expanding. Yep. It just happens to be. Oh, so actually, sometimes you put a can of pop in the freezer and it'll actually uh, explode. So explain to us, Dwayne. Um, the conditions that have to exist in order for a pipe to freeze. Because I, I think like, Oh, well I stay nice and warm and toasty in my house. My pipes are in my house. So, you know, what has to happen in order for a pipe to actually be in a condition where it freezes? Yeah. You know, that's a really good, that's a really good question and things. And it, I mean, what we find here in Utah is that when we hit those temperatures where it never gets above freezing for multiple days in a row, that seems to be when we have the most problems, when it drops down to zero at night and maybe up to 15 or 20 during the day. It seems like the pipes just get colder because there's no sun on the outside of the house. There's nothing warming anything up. We get that kind of inversion. And so is it, is it less of a big deal if it's like getting above freezing during the day? Yeah. So I mean, it's like when the highs and lows are like well below freezing? But plus the longevity of it, like if it's, if the length of time it's colder, you're going to have more issues. It's like when you see the lake freeze, you know, when you have really cold days, that lake freezes quicker. Well, but for instance, like next week, uh, you know, we're going to have, or maybe it's this week, I've lost track of time. I don't know. But like I saw in the weekly forecast, it was going from, you know, thirties in the morning or at, as a low and 60s as a high to all of a sudden we're going to have 20s as a low and low 40s as a high is that a potential of and it looked like it was for a pretty good stretch you know it's not necessarily going to be getting warmer going into the winter is that a condition that causes uh frozen pipes or are we okay in that and need to watch it when it gets even colder yeah it i mean it when it's just a one little shot there's going to be any pipes are susceptible and if you're at home it, a lot of that one depends on the construction where we see more of the problem is when it is day after when we get mm-hmm. multiple calls when it's day after day after day um, frost can actually when there's snow on the ground and we get a turn cold there's less frozen pipes as far as the water mains go because the snow is a great insulator um, what th- last month we had that 
pretty hard freeze and it was just for one night yeah but it dropped down to like 18 degrees and i've noticed from our call volume that we've had a lot of what we call frozen hose bibs do you think stuff. that happened during that time yeah because it happened so early people still the sprinklers were still on Got it the cities hadn't shut down everything yet some of the cities had secondary water but people were also still watering their plants and their lawns because maybe at the first of october they shut the cities you know the Cities. Bleep, bleep, bleep. The, the cities <laughs> shut the water off. Uh, I don't know at what timestamp oh, that was, but uh, Dwayne just like blessed us with a word he probably shouldn't have. It was unintentional, people. Don't judge him. That was a tongue twister. It was. It was. So, um, so, but I mean, so that one night dropping down to 18 degrees, just from people not knowing it, you know, water freezing in the hose and like back in the in the hose bib that caused some frozen uh, busted pipes, pipes, I guess, from the yeah. pipes freezing. Yeah, we kind of found that's there's been a lot. We usually have that happen in the springtime. It seems to be when that mostly happens because they it hit in the fall. They didn't disconnect their hoses, but nobody uses them during the winter time. And then in the springtime, they go out to. Could it also be a product in the springtime of like the reverse happening, meaning it, it warms up for a day or so and they like plug the hose in and then it gets cold again? Or is that less? It Well, I mean, here in Utah, I mean, it snows in July, you know, so I mean, we're susceptible to any sure. really weird deal. You know, I mean, we've had snow late in the year, so it can just. Would you say that of the frozen pipes, the ones that are like causing the leaks, are frozen hose bibs the number one? thing that you get or do you end up with like pipes along exterior walls or in the eaves so as far as damage goes uh -huh. frozen hose bibs are probably hands down the, the the biggest cause of leaks and we see most of those happen in the spring because that's when you start using it again where you're not using it all winter long uh, so that's when flooding happens the most is is during that time um, most of what we see in the, in the really cold times is things not functioning. So water's not coming there. And, you know, one, one thought I had too, is, um, there's a lot of factors when it comes to frozen water lines. I mean, your home and how it's insulated and how it's built, what direction it faces, all of those things are factors into whether or not you could be susceptible to freezing. Um, so I, I think that's important to understand if you have plumbing in in certain locations and your house faces a certain way where you're not getting the heat of the sun it's it's possible that you're more susceptible than than maybe the person across the street might be well i, I was going to ask if this is something that is a uh, that primarily happens to older homes but to hear you explain it it sounds like it's less about the age of the home and more about how cold those pipes get and, and the location of the piping mm -hmm. and stuff where, where it is. We, we try not to, the rule of thumb is we try not to put plumbing in any outside walls. In my house uh, that I had previous to this one, there, there was a laundry room addition down in the basement. Well, there was no, it was a little decent sized pantry room with a laundry room in there, but no heating duct was put in that room. And I found that one winter, the, the first time I had the issue was we went down to use the washing machine and we were actually living down in the basement while we were remodeling the upper two floors and, and the washing machine didn't work. Well, the pipes came down an outside wall. Well, we'd always close the door to keep it quiet because mm. the kitchen was right there and it got really cold. So after that, 
then I had a little portable electric heater that I would put so in that room. So did you end up with a frozen pipe? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I put the portable electric heater in, and it took about a week and a half, really, before there was enough heat generated with that thing. It melted all of our chocolate chips in the pantry. <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> and, right. and destroyed some of the pantry things, but, um, but it finally thawed. So what I found is that as long as I kept that door open and kept a heater in there, on low that piping that came down the outside wall now nothing burst it was it was pex piping and so it was able to expand and and not burst fortunately on that one so are um is copper more susceptible to bursting when it freezes than pex yeah any of your rigid pipes are more susceptible to because they don't expand and contract where where the plastic pipes are a little more um, forgiving that way they expand and contract a little bit but there are fittings inside of your PEX system as well, you know, so it's not like you're out of the woods if you have PEX piping. So that's important to understand. And I, I assume, I mean, copper is a softer metal than like galvanized, right? And it's usually thinner than a galvanized, uh, you know, line. So I'm assuming that copper is kind of the, the biggest one. And yeah, you mentioned um, the, the PEX still has fittings within the system uh you know most hose bibs are are all hose bibs do they have that copper uh piece that goes back into the wall that then the pecs can connect to yeah so the the hose bibs are designed and these come in different lengths mm -hmm. and they're designed to go in eight inches 10 inches 12 inches 14 inches in so that you're beyond back here where it's warm so for those that are for those that are listening, um, Dwayne is holding a uh, a hose bib. It's called a frost free hose bib. A frost free hose bib, and what we usually see as a homeowner is we just see the little piece that's sticking out of the out of the house that we connect the hose to. But there, in this particular case, there's probably a 10, 12 inch. Uh, you know, piece of copper that extends yeah. back into the wall. And then there's pecs connected to that. And what explain what makes it a, uh, freeze proof or frost proof frost or whatever you call it. Frost free. Um, frost free. Yeah. They are actually coming out with a freeze proof. If one. I put my, uh, frosted flakes in the microwave and press defrost, what, what would happen? That's that no, Okay. Never mind. <laughs> let crickets, us know <laughs> crickets i don't know there for a minute i heard that feedback in the headphones because no one was talking nobody was talking so uh so if these... we could change the feedback to be crickets <laughs> instead of like some you know buzzy fuzzy noise okay sorry so I... these have a really long what we call the stem and uh -huh. then at the back of the stem there's a washer that seats back here so what people experience is that they that first time in the spring when they go out first nice spring day they go out and it's like oh, i'm gonna wash the cars get all the salt off the off the car so they go out put their hose out there put their sprayer on the hose they're hosing down the driveway washing the car and everything and in the winter time because they forgot to disconnect the hose early enough you get a split and these splits are about an inch long and it just splits the copper out and the thing, the thing that's interesting about this is, uh, you know, for those that are listening that can't see this long, uh, you know, stem that goes into the back of this copper piece, the part that actually shuts the water off is way back at the back. And the reason that is, is because the further you can get it from the cold outside, in theory, it should keep it from freezing. But when you keep the hose attached to the, to the hose bib, it can't it's still, drain out. It's still full of water. And 
these things are splitting back in the wall. So it's not splitting, you know, up close. It's splitting back at where that thing is set. And you don't see it coming out. So there are a few that split right sure. there and people turn it on. Water starts coming out of the wall right there where they're at. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really a sad, it's kind of one of those sad things. And then, but as soon as they turn it off, then you're fine because now it's sealed back here. Mm -hmm. And so, but all day long, they've been out there, they're sunburned, they're tired, they come in and all of a sudden there's two inches of water in a bedroom in a basement because these are always on an outside wall. So and it might be a good suggestion the first time you go to use the hose in the spring, like just go inside and, and make sure you don't hear, would you hear that running up in the ceiling or would it be, would you not notice until you like have water coming down? It's, it depends. If you have a bunch of insulation, you might not hear it, but yeah, I, I would think you would hear water running in your ceiling if you were standing right below it. Mm. Most of the time you end up seeing it. I mean, it, it just, it just happens, but that is a great suggestion to go in you know, at the end of the year. Sometimes we find that even if the hose is disconnected um, during the construction of things, they sometimes the, the construction or the brick mason might be going along laying bricks and he's like, oh, if I lift this up just a little bit and it'll tilt and then keep water trapped back here and even if you disconnect the hose. And so when we run into these, we, we train our guys to make sure that we redrill holes, chip it out, and make sure that it's correct again. Otherwise, we're back there the next year repairing the same thing again. Yeah, and, and I thought that was interesting. I'd never really thought of that as well in a new construction setting uh, because, again, if you're listening, you've got this long piece of copper, and if you can imagine, it's designed so that if the hose is not attached, the water that is in that long piece of copper is supposed to drain out. And I've always wondered when, why, when I like disconnect my hose, it seems like, it seems like the bib is like leaking because water's always like coming out. And I don't realize that it's, it's because cup, it's draining cup and a half, almost probably two cups. Right. In there. And so, so anyway, and so what uh, Dwayne was explaining is if that thing is not at the right uh, slope, it won't drain out. And what'll happen sometimes is the brick mason or the stone mason or somebody, you know, those things are coming out. You explained, you know, 14, 18 inches up off the ground or whatever. And then all of a sudden, if they just bump it up, it might be easier for them to lay their, their, uh, you know, stone or whatever. But anyway, very interesting. So let's, let's actually do, are there any tips? Can we give people any tips of things that they can do to prevent, uh, frozen pipes. Now I would say the first tip is you got to be aware of the weather. <laughs> so if you, if you hear about, uh, you know, a hard freeze coming and the people I think that actually are best at listening to the weather are actually the people that put in gardens, <laughs> you know, cause they hear like they, they hear about things like hard freeze and like bringing in the crop and like covering, covering things tomatoes and, 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 and things like that. Yeah, so, so if you notice that that weather is coming and you're going to have a really, really cold night or an extended period of cold weather, what are some things that people can do or is there anything, or is it just a roll of the dice? Well, you know, the first one, we've just been talking about the hose bibs. Make sure you just disconnect the hose bib. Okay. Um, you know, we see, we go out in the winter and we see these insulated covers on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, personally, if it's plumbed right and set up right, you don't really need that extra trouble of insulating it. It probably doesn't hurt. Um, and they're not very expensive, so it's not like it's a big waste of money or anything like that. But I, I don't do it on mine. Um, do you do it on yours? 
I don't. I, I have mine set up a little bit different, but I do I do think it's a good idea. The more that you can keep any type of weather off of something, you're more likely not going to happen. So if, if the cold weather's not touching it, it's not less likely to have issues. So I, if you if you want to put those on, I think it's a great idea and they aren't that expensive to do. All right. So some of the older homes um, that don't have the frost free hose bibs, the older galvanized homes, they'll have shut off valves inside. Hmm. Um, and those, you know, they're usually a foot or two inside the foundation. You shut those off and it, essentially it does the same thing. It allows it hopefully to drain out and uh, and not be open to the not be open to the cold weather but those those older ones are often gate valves and when you close them they leak i mean it it's it's just they're harder to work on and service and everything else and and that is a good tip for for anybody adding an isolation valve or or being able to shut that off so water isn't there is is a great thing that i think every homeowner should have uh, some sort of protection or a valve to turn off your hose bibs any outside water should never go outside in the weather and, and it's just not going to happen. So that would be a great add to your home. Well, I mean, just listening to this, I have a, uh, like a mana block type system where it comes in and then every line is going off. So that's something that I need to go home and do and shut off those mm-hmm. exterior, um, water lines so that it doesn't yeah. have that happen. So and, go ahead. I was going to say another, another thing that's really important too is making sure that your water pressure is where it needs to be. You know, that is a factor into how these things leak as well. I mean, if there's too much pressure on these gaskets, water can trickle through and seep just because a hose is on it. You know, that's not the only reason it can freeze. High pressure is another um, big contributor to it. So check your water pressure and make sure you're within the range you're supposed to be. How does high pressure cause the water to freeze? So it, it's not necessarily that it causes the water to freeze. It's just allowing the water to get past the gaskets that typically Got seal it. it off. It's leaking. And mm-hmm. it's cold. And as that water seeps through, then it builds up that ice block it's in like there. like an ice dam on, yeah, on the roof. Exactly. You know? So if, if you've got a hose bib that you, that you, a hose faucet that you shut off in the fall and it's dripping or you go out when it's cold and you notice a little stalagmite. I gotcha starting to grow up the mites are the ones that grow up and the tights are the one that hang from the ceiling no caving. Clue. anyway <laughs> little, i know what you i know what you're talking caving, about anyway. but i don't know what no, it is you see the little you see the yep. little stalactite building under the thing probably ought to get that fixed because that trickle can there again stop all of a sudden up inside and the water keeps going in that's there a really great then, uh, great point and then, there uh, do that and we we find our guys are fixing a lot of those right now too that people are are um you know saying hey my i can't shut it off right and but like you said, high pressure is is a cause of that. It, it can affect high pressure can affect outside wall faucets as well. If your kitchen sinks dripping, um, a lot of times kitchen sinks are on outside walls, so you can stand there and look out the window while you're washing dishes. And as that little drip goes down into the outside wall, that piping, especially the drain piping, can be very clo- cold, and it might build up and build up and build up, and then suddenly you've got an ice dam in the drain line. Mm. And wondering why your sink doesn't drain and things so that's not it's not only just water that gets affected by it it's it's waste and and it's there again it's a plastic pipe that doesn't expand and it'll it'll pull joints apart and do all kinds of things in there interesting and you get that now i've heard uh people say that you should turn uh like a faucet on uh, to a trickle 
Like, talk to me about if that's true. Is that a myth? Like, should does that help something? Yeah, running water can't freeze. So if you're you're in an area and you know that you're, it's like a constant problem. You ever you've never seen a frozen not, river? It's not running fast enough. Oh, but okay. <laughs> I saw a video of like I don't Cape Cod or somewhere I don't remember where it was, but the ocean froze over in 2018 or something. I don't know where it was, but or if it was just a it's joke. To, I but thought I thought it was supposed to get warmer. Cool. I thought, but. Anyway. Okay. All right. So, uh, turning. So, well, then here's the question because I've heard uh, somebody say you need to open the cold and the hot just a little bit. I've heard people just say open up the hot. I've heard. So, tell us if that's okay. So, one of the tips is disconnect your water hoses outside. Next tip, tell them if, if it's going to be cold for a stretch, what do they need to do with the faucets? And, one thing that I have learned, it really just applies to those um, those faucets that are on exterior walls. Because my kitchen is on an interior wall, but I have a bathroom that's on an exterior wall. So what do they need to do? My my next tip would be um, more than running the water is open your cabinet doors. Okay. Allow the heat from the room to get in underneath your cabinetry where your piping is. So if you're if you have if you have sinks that are on an outside wall make sure that you just open those pantry doors at night because that is obviously when it's going to get the coldest. Okay. So that would be the next step. The other other thing to do is to also make sure that you don't, a lot of people don't live in their basements or they retired at the basements in the, in the summertime where it's cooler and things and they shut down all the heater vents and keep the basement a lot cooler. Um, That basement is where all the piping is and comes into the house. And if you close off a room where the water main comes in the house, and things that can get pretty cold in that room. And, well, we don't use that room during the winter or that's the guest room or whatever, and you just kind of shut it thinking we don't need to heat that, and that can cause problems as well. You mentioned a little bit ago about interior. Um, I just We did a training with our plumbers last Thursday, and uh, we talked about how the, uh, the houses are all set up. The current construction of housings is set up where there's an outside combustion air grill, that brings cold air in so that the furnace and the water heater and the appliances can make up the air that they have that's that's burning. Yep. And uh, the, those ductworks get cold, and we go in and we find teddy bears and pillows and things shoved up in there, you know, because it's always cold and things. But a lot of times piping, if it runs through, and, and all they do is they take a, a joist bay and just use that as the runner, put a, put a galvanized liner in there, but a lot of times the plumbing is running right through there. And in the middle of the winter, your furnace is going full blast and running and running and running. So that air is being pulled through. And we've seen those pipes in the middle of the home really freeze where half of the home is working. The other half isn't. Hmm. And that's one of the things that we find interesting on that. So, okay. So I just want to go back real quick. So you said open the cabinet doors. Are, are we saying that people shouldn't, like they don't need to like open the faucet or should they like turn the faucets on at a trickle? If you're, if you're freezing often and you know this is a problem, running a faucet is a good thing. I wouldn't recommend this for everybody. It also depends on your type of faucet. You said, you asked if you do hot or cold. Well, it kind of depends on what faucet you have. If you have two separate handles, you need to do them both. If you have one, those mix together. Mm. So yeah, um, running water for me is something that if you know you have a problem constantly, run it. It's less likely going to freeze if the water's moving. 
Gotcha. And you usually want to try that on a on a on one of the most remote faucets, but also one that you don't use if you if you've got an area where you don't go to, go to that one because we always get in the habit of shutting it off, and we just do it without even thinking. We might leave the bathroom sink, and when we say a, a we what our rule of thumb is typically just a a drizzle just beyond a drip is about all you need. It's not like you. You need to fill up a cup every minute mm-hmm. or anything like that, but just just barely past a drip, about a pencil sized, pencil lead size. Oh of, yeah, pencil. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah. big yeah. running water there. Yeah, no pencil lead size of thing, and and there again, it just you know when when it's that cold snap for two weeks in a row, just what's it going to hurt for two weeks to just drizzle a faucet? I know I uh, years ago I was a good son, came up from California at Thanksgiving for for Thanksgiving dinner and stuff at my mom and dad's house and brought my tools with me. And it's an older home built in the thirties and faucets were leaking and tubs were leaking. And I went through and I fixed all the leaks in the house and it was good. I did a good job. I mean, the hardware store got local hardware store, got to be good, good friends and getting all these old things. But about a m- three weeks later, I get a call from dad and dad says, Hey, I don't have any water to the house. And because I had fixed all the leaks, it was cold, and the main line coming into the house was a little shallower, mm. and it froze. And it had never frozen before because Dad had always had leaks. <laughs> and so, you know, it ended up being that they had to get a, th- a welder. My uncle came and helped hook up a, a welder to both ends and sure. got it to thaw and all that kind of stuff. But Interesting, interesting. Um, so let's just say that, Okay, people do everything they can, or maybe they don't think they're in the uh, situation where they are going to have a frozen pipe or busted pipe. And I, I guess the scariest one isn't it's frozen and you can't get water out of it. That, that's that's the best case scenario, right? It'll thaw and you can eventually get it back out. But uh, let's talk about if someone finds themselves with a, a pipe that burst uh, from a you know a frozen situation, what, what do they need to do? Uh, hopefully you're familiar with your plumbing system enough to know where your main shutoff valve is. That's if you're having a, something break in the home, that's where you need to go is turn it off at your main shutoff valve. So going into your season, make sure you know your plumbing system well, know where you can turn it off at and, and go turn that off. That will at least stop the water from coming. Um, and then I would go to if I had a leak, I would go to the lowest uh, plumbing downstairs and I would open that up to get the water pressure out of there. Mm. So, so that you're not having all of that water come out of your leaked area. That's a good point. So, so in addition to shutting it off, go try and relieve some of that pressure into a drain. (laughs) Yeah. Let it go somewhere effective. Yeah. And I, I mean, and, and that it happens to where when we start thawing things, it, that's when the leaks start spraying out when the pipes are burst and, and things we had a I went on one job once that uh, the it was a condo and it was a rental and the daughter the grand granddaughter was managing it for the owner that was back in Michigan or wherever and the tenants moved out had the gas turned off and then they were going to come in and do some remodeling and things and get everything cleaned up before they listed it again well in that month's time frame or so uh, it froze and froze hard. And I walked into, they said, we got an issue. And I came in and it was one of these where you walk in the stairs and you can walk up and walk down. There was two inches of water. Well, ice, I mean, it was a skating rink downstairs in the whole basement there in the whole lower level. And we ended up finding, I, I would 
found one leak and I'd fix it, turn the water back on. We got it heated up, got the gas turned on. And then, um, and then there was, I'd find another leak and another, there were nine burst pipes in this. I mean, in the poor house looked like cheese, Swiss cheese with all the holes I had everywhere trying to fix all these pipes that they had. And it's just kind of one of those unfortunate things that, you know, if you are a landlord and you have rentals, make sure you keep the gas on during those unrented times. Well, that's, that's another, you know, tip. Like if you're going to be traveling and on vacation or whatever, yeah, keep it at, you know, don't go any lower than 55 is the number I've heard. I mean, I don't know what, if that's, if there's any science behind that. In the winter, I would stay a little warmer than that myself. I I went over to my in-laws house. Uh, They were, they were in Israel and they were going to be coming back and we went over to do something and they, they turn it off. They would turn their furnace off and it was like really cold. And so I like turned it back on because, you know, we walked in the house and it was just as cold inside as it was outside. And I was like, you can end up with a frozen bike. We don't think about it. Another thing we don't think about often is a lot of times on the two story homes, they'll put bathrooms and things over the garage, the Mm. master bedroom and master bathroom might be over the garage. And if you drive away and leave your garage door open, you can start having issues there in that area. I've also heard like from talking to the HVAC guys that sometimes those garages don't get insulated like above the garage. And so, yeah, that could cause some issue because like sometimes the rooms will get like really hot or cold as well, depending on the season. Anything else uh, we need to say about frozen pipes before we you wrap know, this pipe, episode? Pipe insulation is one way to help. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got an area that that is that is tough if you discover like that one that's in the middle of the house in the ductwork if you were to put some pipe insulation just that that foam um insulation on there closel insulation it would it would help it might not help every time but it's definitely something and then uh if you've got consistent problems i mean sometimes just even opening up a like with an outside thing maybe opening up something in the basement where you've got a panel that's open or a plastic panel instead of drywall that allows a little more heat to get into that area. Mm. And um, even maybe with a door that during the winter you open that door and and uh, that allows the water to come in. And then there is heat trace tape um, that you can do. We see the stuff on the roofs that they do to yep. keep the ice from melting or to keep the ice from melting, to keep the... <laughs> Not when it's working <laughs> right. <laughs> At least it wasn't a weird word on that one. <laughs> anyway, but um, they can use that same type of material to run along along pipes. There are stuff at the hardware stores, and and we see all kinds of. It tells you how to do it, and we see that a lot of homeowners don't do it. You're not supposed to crisscross, and everybody just wraps it into a big knot right in that area, and and you can cause other fire issues and hazards and things by doing that. Gotcha. Any last words, Scott? I, I would just recommend if you find yourself in that in that unfortunate predicament where your pipes are frozen, um, I would recommend getting a plumber there uh, just because there's it's really hard to find the problem. Um, and then once you find it, bringing it back to the right way is really important. Um, I'd hate to see somebody in a, in a situation where they're scrambling, flooding, running water everywhere. So if you find yourself in that position i would recommend getting a plumber out there it's just one of those things that's a big enough deal that i would include a professional in 
Gotcha. Yeah, that's when we, when we said, what do they do if they find themselves with the, a leak like that? And we were like, oh, shut the water off, drain it. And then I'm like, hey, let's call a plumber. <laughs> Unless you got a neighbor that like, has, my in-laws, their their neighbor is a, is a plumber. So that they've had a pipe burst downstairs and we were over there filming something else. And I was like, oh, we should go and get like a picture of like this access hole that they have because it's busted a couple of times uh, or it's burst a couple of times and they've sheetrocked over it. <laughs> Luckily I know where it's at. So, but, uh, anyway, uh, well, I hope this episode was helpful for you. That's the show. We'll be back, uh, next Tuesday with a new episode of in the house. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here guys. If you'd like to know more about any hour services, visit any services.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to in the house.